Now entering Nerdist.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel on the Nerdist Podcast Channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking writing can get pretty exciting. The talk can be lightning. It's very, very frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Yeah. This is it. We're doing it. All right. Uh, thanks for being here. I have Joe Port and Joe Wiseman. Hi there. Thanks for having hey. us. Uh, introduce yourselves, please, so people know what your voices uh, sound. Who belongs to what voice? Uh, this is Joe Wiseman's voice. This is Joe Port. Thank you, guys. Um, let's jump right in. Like I said, I wanted to talk about your current pilot that is, you guys just finished shooting. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Or I guess you finished editing, right? We're, we're in the middle of editing. That's great. Yes, yes. Uh, and how is it looking? Are you excited about this one? Very excited <laughs> about this one. Yes. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, uh, yeah, we love the cast. This is a, a multicam uh, sitcom. I uh, realized that. Yeah, so we filmed it in front of an audience and oh, it was a lot neat. of great energy and it was fun to do. We hadn't done... Uh, worked on a multicam show in a while, so no kidding. Reading the script, it doesn't read like a multicam. Oh, okay. uh, and I really I loved the script. We have failed way. at our job then, apparently. <laughs> no, I mean it, like it it moves. It's not just punchline, punchline, punchline. Oh, sure. A lot of oh, those great. are like there's some nice character moments in there. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised to hear that. Oh, well, thank you. Um, maybe, yeah, we, we tried maybe to we shot it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to you know make it uh, charactery and not have you know it just makes it easier to write when when the characters are are the things that you know you're writing toward and you're not just trying to think of a funny punchline you know right. in the void is is just recipe for being at work late at night and spending an hour on one joke yeah those are the hardest especially that's why it's always hard to write the first scene of a pilot because you really haven't set up anything so it's hard for someone to walk in and immediately yeah say a joke because you don't know anything about that person it's sort of you have to you have to build all that yeah we're always talking about like seinfeld like uh what I loved about that show is the characters were so strong and the situations were so strong that, like, there would be whole scenes where, you know, George in this room with this person, they could say anything. You know, it didn't have to be a joke. It just was whatever he said was going to be funny just because of right. who it was in that situation. They're so clearly defined yeah. that it can just be people hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so how how do you... Get to that. Like that's it's it's hilarious that you mentioned writing that first scene because uh, that is really hard to do. It's always always the hardest. Uh, something kind of interesting happened this year. Um, when we're auditioning actors, we always write new sides, um, oh, really? partly because we just get so sick of, of hearing the ones from the from the script, and also the scenes in the script aren't necessarily written to highlight one character's attributes. It's it's mm-hmm. you know you're often there's a lot going on. There's lots of other characters, so we find it helpful to you know think about well, okay, what would be a great scene to sort of set up this character. Uh, and so uh, we wrote we wrote a chemistry side uh, for the 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 Joe Joe and Jane characters in our pilot, and um, and it was slightly heightened as as, as it would be sort of to emphasize kind of like the the premise of our show, and um, it played great and everything. And um, you know then we had the first scene of the of the pilot, and we were watching it, and it was it was good, but it was the same as typical pilot. It's like okay, it's it's hard to get things going out of the gate, and we were like. What if we what if we just threw this chemistry read uh, and made that sort of like a, a cold open um, and it and it kind of worked it kind of like sort of like here was this sort of scene that kind of like set the premise of the show in a very sort of 
you know, concrete short way. And I think that helped the rest of the the pilot sort of sure. play better because everyone now immediately understood these characters and sort of like the situation that we're trying to. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, uh, and that's really smart. And it, it was it was nice to to be able to repurpose that as well. It's always nice Absolutely. when you have something that's already written. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, this uh, time around, this uh, uh, this pilot is. Um, you know, it's called Joe and Joe and Jane because uh, we had no other ideas. So. <laughs> um, I mean, you talk about, like, uh, knowing who the characters are and establishing that. So this pilot, you know, we obviously are intimately familiar with uh, the characters because it's me and Joe and his wife, mm-hmm. Jane, um, his real-life wife. Uh, and and you know, Joe and I have known each other, like, 14 years now. And uh, so, you know, it, it's a experience that we've been living together, and that's what we wanted to write about. Sort of, it's sort of like a battle between Jane and myself for Wiseman's soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and is that the way you guys pitched it? Tell me about early in the process. You yeah, know, pretty coming much. to this idea and then pitching it. Yeah, actually, uh, Jane is a uh, she's an executive, a TV uh, development executive oh. in comedy at Chernin Company. Mm-hmm. She used to be at NBC, and we met her when she was at Fox. Fox yeah. We were working on a show there, um, and uh, she's always like uh, part of the show is just about how uh, she's very smart and savvy, and she's been telling us to write this script for the last few years, oh, really? and we're like, we're not writing that script. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure this will get on and do great, and I'll be mad at her. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, why did you guys resist this uh, autobiographical material? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, I know people say, like, oh, write what you know, or but that seemed it seemed like a little too just, like... Absolutely. Yeah, a little too new on yeah. but, um, but, think- uh, but it's been really good. And, and the characters, you know, once you cast it, they sort of take on a life of yes. their own. You know, like, it's not, you know, we have this great young cast of uh, actors who not all of them are known for comedy. Like, Dave Annable uh, was in Brothers and Sisters for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Sally Pressman. Um, who plays Jane, is unbelievably funny, but she moved to town like seven years ago. One week later, she got a job on Army Wives and, you know, has been on Lifetime. And unless you watch Lifetime, you don't know about her. Uh, So I didn't know about her. (laughs) But, um, you know, so once, you know, we cast these people, you know, then you sort of write to the people as well. Sure. Yeah, obviously anything is loosely based on us like if you were to make a document documentary about our lives i think you'd be very bored so you know we take sort of like funny things that we we observe about sort of our own life and then exaggerate it and exploit it of course yeah of course um but tell me a little bit about that process you know sitting down to write this pilot did you guys have to dig deep? Did you have to explore your relationship uh, you know, with I each think, other, with Jane? Um, I, I think part of it was kind of like a uh, cathartic, passive-aggressive way of working out some of our issues between each other. <laughs> you know, they would be like, well, I think that character right. is selfish. And, yep. you know, uh, but, um, but no, for the most part, it was, it was fun. It was things that we'd always sort of, like, uh, joked about with each other. In the uh, pilot episode, my character uh, goes out with Jane's assistant, you know, and... Uh, causes all sorts of problems you know and and then they 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 you know it was it was just a messy situation which which involved then her assistant becoming heartbroken and not doing her job for jane anymore um and it's not really true but i 
did in real life go out with her assistant. Um, <laughs> it was around the time we were writing the pilot, and Jane had been trying to, to sort of, like, I had met the assistant, and we kind of like hit it off, and she was asking about me, and I was asking about her, and Jane was kind of like, oh, do I want these worlds defense? to collide? Yeah. Uh, oh, no. But then I was like, well, we just have to do this for the pilot. Yeah. 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 It's obvious. Yeah. And she's well, great. And that's the other thing, like finding that pilot story, never mind the characters which you, you had, uh, but finding right. that pilot story can be really tough, too. Yeah, it, we, it, we like to uh, do like uh, you know. I, I just a lot of pilots, I think, uh, and we've probably been guilty of this in the past too. Just like uh, spend all the time just introducing the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's fun to. It, it shouldn't be a typical episode because it is a pilot, and you want to really set the dynamic, but. You know, you want to tell a fun story that's compelling in the first episode, too, just like any other episode. Tell me about working with, whether it's on this pilot or on past pilots. I I mentioned before we started recording, you guys have written pilots for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you've had great success there. And I think a lot of writers uh, and people outside the industry don't realize that you can kind of make a living that way. You know, selling pilots every year. Sure. Even if they don't go. Not a good living, <laughs> but you can make a living. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've also been on staff on a lot of right. shows. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Of course. Um, but while, while we're on the subject of pilots, uh, you know, how did, how did this one compare to past uh, pilot experiences you had, whether it's was dealing with the network or, you know, just writing the pilot itself? You know, I would say overall it's been um, uh, relatively not 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 breezy, but it's been a very very nice. You know, the, the the studio and the network were very sort of supportive out of the gate, and mm-hmm. have been very sort of uh, uh, enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, One thing that happened was uh, we got picked up super early this time. Um, uh, <clears throat> we were like, I think the first pilot that NBC picked up, along with that about a boy pilot, I think so. and uh, it that was a new experience because it just allowed us for like one magical week. Actors would show up to the <laughs> casting appointments, and you know people weren't getting twenty five offers. You know, like you were sort of not competing. I, this pilot season is kind of madness. You know, it's like. I don't know how the system really evolved. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it all was based on when cars released their models, and that's why the the TV season starts in September. What? Yeah, and th- that so, makes sense. Yeah, and so so we've been on this yearly Let's cycle. <laughs> and 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 part of it is kind of nice. It's nice to know. Like it, uh, one thing I like about TV is like you know when you're going to find out if your show is going to get right. on or not. Yeah. So that's nice to have that deadline. But the the really really bad part of the system is they pick up. 90 pilots within a three-week period, and then there's literally a handful of actors that are that, that can do this or that right and and every pilot is just going after them and it's hard to get people to come in and it's hard to you you maneuver to sort of bring people to the studio and to the network to get them approved and people yeah. move their tests up and it's just like this mad scramble and by the way there are definitely more than a handful of actors who are, who are very good <laughs> oh, very it's just the trick, is saying, al- the trick is also finding them and you know right. it's all it's all big uh mad scramble and dash and once you find someone who's even if they're new and they're pretty good Six other shows yeah. find out about that person right away, yeah, you know, and it's, uh, but th- so this time around, um, like, it's been really uh, good because, like, from the day we turned in the script, the studio had mentioned Sally Pressman and Dave Annable, like, as oh, you're, wow. like, 
perfect casting, you know, for like, A, if everything works out. And, um, you know, so it's been one of those unusual uh, situations where it seems like it's working out. And uh, we think they're really good in the show. And I should mention Will Will Greenberg. And Will Greenberg, who is absolutely brilliant. He he was great, too, because, you know, as as the guy in the middle, um, often that's the part that just kind of comes off is like, boy. And he brought so much comedy and so much character to it. And he also was... um, you know he's he's kind of being pushed and pulled by these two characters. So you you, it was critical that we had someone who doesn't come off as weak, mm-hmm. and he played the comedy so well. He was you could you you felt his frustration, uh, but at no point were you like like feeling sorry for him. He, he was he he's, he was great. He was a key piece of casting as well. I don't, tell me about how you guys work together. I'm always curious to talk to partners. You know, no no two partners tend to work quite the same way. How do you guys work together? Well, first of all, you have a writing partner, Ben. Acker, yep, and you're Ben Blacker. I feel like you guys are the only ones who can appreciate. Yes, that. yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. It is the worst, right? You come into them like, oh, this will be easy to remember, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Uh, but I love working. Which with one are you, Ben? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but tell me how. What, what is the dynamic? How do you guys break story? How do you guys script? We'd sit there together and just sort of fight out every word. Uh, Do you really? Yeah, yeah. We, we always oh write it God. together, yeah. I know a lot <laughs> of seems teams split up acts or, yeah. I don't know, that just seems like if you're going to sacrifice half the money, you might as well, <laughs> you might as well have the benefit of working mm-hmm. together and, and being you know, more than the sum of your parts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it yeah. seems like you would be, even if we did split up acts or whatever, we would then go through the same process yeah, again yeah. where we went through every sure. line by line by line. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so that's just been working for us. So from conception to draft, you yeah. guys are are kind of sitting at, yeah. <laughs> at desks facing each other. And yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's occasionally wild. one of us will like write a scene right. at night and send it to the other one. But yeah, for the most part, no kidding. Yep. Uh, is this an easy way to avoid disagreements? Uh, or it could no. be a great way to foster disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I mean, I I just feel like you know. We Ben and I work the way that I think a lot of partners do, which is you know we will send the drafts back mm-hmm. and forth, and there's a lot of passive aggressive cutting. I would and, imagine yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And throughout I, I think the process, I know what you mean. yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you're face to face, it's a lot harder to yeah, no, no, no. disagree. We, well, we're passive aggressive while <laughs> while being face to face, just oh, not nice. with cutting each other's scenes. Oh, you know, but you are right. At least at least if you want to cut a joke or change a scene, at least like you have to have the conversation exactly. rather than just sort of like sending the file back without <laughs> hoping they won't notice. To right. <laughs> so that's what happens. You just take out. Oh, yeah. All of each other's stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, uh, how did you guys start working together? I know, I'm sure you've told the story yeah, one yeah, million yes. times. You can shorthand it. Yeah, you, fine you think we'd that. have, like, that <laughs> good <laughs> meeting story that we tell oh. in the meetings? We don't, really. <laughs> no. We were working on Dilbert uh, together, that animated show. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on, both on the you production were both staff. Staffed. Oh, okay. We were both, on, no, just like We uh, were assistants there, yeah. oh, you know, like, kidding. just when we just first started out. And so we wrote a spec script together, and then... Uh, um, That's it. funny. I, uh, let me just interrupt mm-hmm, sure. for one sec. I've heard this a couple times from various partnerships who they were both assistants yeah, on, the, sure. on the show. How does that conversation start? Like, you writing something? Yeah. You writing? Well, mm-hmm. you know, most people who are, like, assistants on a show are trying to do something, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are trying to be writers. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a common conversation to have and... and yeah, it just seemed like we we were kind of like stationed next to each other, like in the same cubicle, I think, and mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time together, and uh, and it was just yeah, I, I'm not sure how it first came up, but yeah, I was trying to, I, don't, I never told Wiseman this, I was trying to like test him out before we dove in and wrote the script, because <laughs> my brother had been working for some ad agency a couple years before, and they had this thing where. 
they were gonna give me a job to come up with like a hundred taglines for a movie, you know, like mm-hmm. just when you thought it was safe to come out of the water yep. and ninety nine worse ones, you know. <laughs> um, so then. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this job and I'm going to tell Wiseman, you know, like, to come up with them with me. That that, that way I won't have to commit to the writing partnership if he's not good. Exactly. Then it kept, like, I I kept not getting the gig. They would, like, delay it and delay it. And then finally he told some joke at work, and I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, all right, let's write, you want to write a script together? (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Uh, And how was it early on? Did it, you know... Did you guys just click? Did you have your process down? Or was it, you know, obviously I'm sure there was a learning process. You know, I don't know that it has changed a ton. It it seems like the script was written in the same way. We kind of like sat down and talked about the story for a long time and then sort of sat down and well, wrote line by line. We had some deadline because we were trying to get into some Warner Brothers writing program oh, or okay. something and it was due. My friend told me about it like the day before <laughs> <Yeah>. Yom Kippur. <laughs> and so we had to write all Yom Kippur to finish it. Um, oh and, and so then uh, and we did really quickly. So mm-hmm. the, and, But we didn't get in the writer's program. But, uh, uh-huh. but we but got an agent the off the script. And oh, then, okay. uh, what was that script? King of the Hill, which was great because we could use it for like ten years. Yeah, was, that show just hilarious. never went away. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, that script got us our agent, and then um, Larry Charles, who uh, had sort of cr- uh, developed Dilbert, mm-hmm. uh, got a hold of it right as they were picked up for a second season and hired us to be writers on the second season. So oh, wow. was, That's great. Was, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. So how was it being in the room for the first time? You guys had kind of been on the edges of it. Yeah, they didn't really ha- that show. I think was run maybe similarly to how Seinfeld was because Larry. Had been on oh, Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. Um, so there was not a ton of like big room work. It yeah. was you would go in, Larry would call you in and you'd talk about a story and then you'd sort of get sent off to write it. Yeah. And, but uh, going on, like we were on Just Shoot Me um mm-hmm. a, a couple of years after that and that was like, you know, fourteen people in the room. Yeah. And that was intimidating. And that was also on forever. Like we've we've talked to a bunch yeah. of people. Sure. Although we've never gotten to t- talk about Just Shoot Me actually. <laughs> like they're <Okay>. always like, <laughs> I had a good experience there, I learned a lot, and here's the other things I did. Uh, <laughs> but tell me about that room, because it was like there were some powerhouse writers in there. Uh, we we had a good experience there. We learned a lot. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun. Yeah. It was great. It was uh, Donna Carey was there. My yeah. brother and his writing partner were uh, running it the the, the oh, year okay. that we were there. And then um who else was there? Allison Adler is now mm-hmm. doing uh, New Normal. Um, uh, Finkel and Bear, who yep. are working with Liz on New Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it was, seems it like it was one of those shows. Really good show. that, like, uh, staff. Yeah, it was one of those shows that kind of turned out a lot of terrific writers. And like, it well, seems yeah, like well, there was so much to learn there. Who? Uh, so well, your, Steve your Levitan, you know, created it, and, yeah. and so you know, I think he. Had a lot of like it's it's same like I guess family tree is you know probably wings where he came yep. from right yep. uh, sure. so it's you know sort of got a DNA to it mm-hmm. um, uh, so how- yeah and it was on forever and it had a big staff so a lot of those right. people went on to do big things I guess um, so how how did the show work was it a for, fairly typical writers room. Yeah, it's, I, I think it was pretty typical. You know, uh, on a multi-camera show, the process is you, uh, you know, you break a story and someone gets sent off to write it, and then the whole room rewrites mm-hmm. it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it's just sort of like the the week you have the table read, then the whole room rewrites it, then you have a uh, run through where you sort of just see it, see the the show performed on stage on its feet, then you rewrite it. Yeah, it's, the it's thing, the trick in multicam is to is remembering. That a joke is funny, you know, not giving up on yeah. things like because you hear it's the I don't know. <laughs> this is another process I don't exactly understand how it developed, you know, like the pilot season. It's like uh, 
Yeah, you hear the same things like five times throughout the week. Of course, they're not going to be right. funny yeah. by the fifth time. And yet, everyone panics. Right? Oh yeah, yes, all yeah. Of yeah. Well, we got to beat this so joke. Crazy. Which will... <laughs> and it's also it's like you know you talk to people who perform in plays where it's like they do eight shows a week, the exact same show, but right. like Tuesday night it didn't play for whatever. reason. So like that'll happen to you. Yeah, You'll have a run through that like yesterday killed, and then the network shows up to this one and it's flat, and you can't really say like, hey guys, don't worry. <laughs> it was great yesterday. You should have been here. Yeah, yeah. It was like no, you gotta. You to do something so it's it's a lot of a lot of extra writing but yeah. it's also i always find too like whenever you're forced to go back and sort of re-examine anything typically it gets it gets better it's like you know mm-hmm. there, you'll find new jokes you'll find a new take for something it's it, it's it's all mm-hmm. it is a, a, a crazy flawed process but yeah it, and it probably ultimately is like a good system to sort of have you re-examine the same thing over and over again and you know like a show that's been on the air for a number of years like that or a pilot you know it's a different sort of Sure. You, you've earned the the trust and the right mm-hmm. to sort of be like, hey, trust us, you know, a little more. If if I'm sure if you're in your fifth season and it's, everything's right. running well and doing well, you know, like um, if they have a bad run through on Everybody Loves Raymond, I don't think right. Rosenthal's just throwing out the script. <laughs> you know, you, you have to trust what you're doing. I don't think they ever threw out a script. No, yeah. <laughs> those guys they went they they worked the, like they eleven hours though. Yeah, they had great hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that worked. That yeah, did work. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. Modern Absolutely. Family too, which yeah. uh, yep. Stephen Chris uh, created it's uh, you know it's run very similarly. They're home mm-hmm. by six every night. I mean, not every night. I don't no, think, no, but 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 it's very humane. Very yeah, normal. You, you can hours. totally do it. You know, I well, don't think yeah, I don't yeah. think people are productive at two a.m. I don't. No. You can do more in the first hour the next morning than you can in the six hours at that hour. Absolutely. And it's funny, I'm hearing this a lot more from people our age. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're like, the old guys are like, we were there all night. That is what we did. We were there till three in the morning until we got that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have to have our lives. Yes. Or, you know, well, that's the truth. Yeah. These shows also, hopefully, if they're like, I mean, this kind of show that we want to do, you want to write yeah. about our lives and, and the experiences we're having. So you want to be living and having experiences to write about. Absolutely, absolutely. Which which was that Raymond thing too? It was right. Sure. The the notorious story of if you don't have, if we couldn't come up with anything, we sent everyone home and told them to get into a fight with their lives. (laughs) (laughs) That story. (laughs) Um, The the previous pilots you guys have done uh, were these autobiographical as well. I seem to remember hearing that. Well, uh, some more than others. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, they they all on some level are sure. either auto, you know, even if they're not about you, they're right. about something going on in your life that you are observing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, some have been more than others. Um, yeah, we did a pilot a few years ago for NBC that got picked up to series the IT crowd. Oh right, and then um, a new president came in, and it was summarily, uh, you know. Uh, it was like that Seinfeld. Um, remember where they did the pilot, Jerry, and then the new Bob Balaban got fired, and the new president came in, and as my first act in office, yeah, yeah, I'm Jerry. It was literally that. Yeah, yeah, that was disappointing. But we got oh, to go to New York. That was fun. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, had a nice dinner. We wrote, up, we wrote a few more scripts, and then we, it was we, we kind of knew something was fishy when when we like we kept trying to build sets, and they were like, yeah, "Don't worry about that right no. now." We're like, "Well, are you sure we're going to need them eventually?" They're like, "But don't but, worry about it." And, and then, <laughs> yeah, and it's but, ridiculous. But it, but I, but I do. You asked about autobiography. Graphical mm-hmm. stuff like uh, yeah, I, I think I'm uh, personally more drawn to that now. Um, I don't know why it just sort of just comes easier, you know. Like uh, I mean, it, even I think if you do a show about you know aliens or zombies or whatever, you're to some degree just trying to still tap into characters who who are like people that you know, I yeah. guess. So I mean, this. 
particular one we're doing now is more sort of straight up autobiographical. Mm-hmm. But, but I think we we like to look at people around us and ourselves, and rather than just dream up characters. Of course, yeah. And it's also hard to write about something you're not connecting to. Absolutely, right? yes. It's, it's, there, there's no way to succeed there. Yeah, uh, people are going to read it on the page yep. that, that right. you're not connected. Um, tell me about some of the other shows that you guys have worked on. There was it's a varied uh, resume that you guys have. Sure, yeah, we run uh, the gamut. Yeah, uh, um, we worked on The Office for a short time in season two. Uh, yeah, uh, that how was, was it then? It was an exciting time to be there because it was like just taking off, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it was obviously a great show. And you guys have written for some great casts too. Like the, I mean, The Office is a good example mm-hmm. of that. And and for your pilot, you know, you're getting to write. You, mm-hmm. you found these actors who can yeah. deliver yeah. And last their lines year, in a great way. Last year we did a pilot uh, with uh, Will Forte. Uh, it's called Rebounding for Fox. Right. But how was that experience? Because that, that was sort of autobiographical as well, wasn't it? Well, yeah. It was uh, based on like my life. Uh, you know, I had been engaged uh, mm-hmm. and uh, then a uh, wonderful girl. And then uh, she got sick. She had uh, got cancer and she right. passed away. And so... Uh, of course, I decided to write a sitcom pilot about it. Um, but which it was, is a, which is a really interesting choice. Well, it was like uh, we were um, we were working. Uh, you know, we have a we have a deal with Twentieth, and uh, we were working on this uh, this um, one of their shows, and uh, I, we we just started there. It was like my first job after the, going through this whole situation. Oh, wow. You know, we took a little time off, and then we were working on the show, and. Uh, you know, everyone doesn't know how to sort of react around you, you know, when it's it's uncomfortable, it's yeah. awkward. So, But anytime I would go in the kitchen, uh, somebody would <laughs> take me aside and, you know, just say, Joe, I'm, you know, I'm really, really sorry. And then usually they would tell me some horrible experience that was going on in their life or that they had been through. Right. So I started referring to it as like the sympathy kitchen. <laughs> and uh, that sort of became the genesis of... Uh, of rebounding, really. I was just trying to, like... And then I watched that movie, 50-50, mm-hmm. uh, that Will Reiser mm-hmm. uh, wrote, which I loved. I just yeah, thought it was movie. amazing. And it just the way he handled the, that difficult subject matter, I was like, oh, this could be... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, why can't that be a TV It doesn't show? have to be doom and gloom. Yeah, and, yeah. It, or, and it can be meaningful and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, you know, and respectful, you know. And, and like, uh, I just... Um, so we decided, to, you know, we just like wrote it on spec over Christmas. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, and uh, it was you know cathartic and uh, yeah. Obviously, Joe Portlet, I wasn't like pushing him to be like, hey, this would be a great show. This would be so funny. You know, so he I was wanting to broach this. He he came up with and really wanted to do and and yeah. And in retrospect, you know, it's like it was a good experience and it was like uh, we had uh, you know I, we were really proud of how it turned out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the network had like. That were, were like like I know NBC uh, put on that show Go On, which is sort of right. similar, and and I don't know that uh, you know this was was in line with what Fox wanted to do mm-hmm. last year, but it was a good experience, and, and I'm almost you know I don't want to say I'm glad it, it didn't go forward, but it's kind of like we told that story. I, sure. And this pilot we're doing now is one I would rather be staying with mm-hmm. for years. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you you guys, I'm sure both come to when it's time to come up with these. Pilots or pitches or whatever, uh, you both come in with ideas. Who wins? How do you decide? How do you decide what project to work? I mean, on? I think we're so happy if either one of us has an idea. <laughs> yes. that both of us. Is like. it really a, a dearth of oh, ideas y- for you? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you just if somebody has a good idea that you respond to, that's like hard to find. You know, so yeah. it's not like we're like 
we have like 50 awesome pilot ideas that we're just like uh, turning away. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but what does the conversation look like? Like how fully formed? Obviously, with rebounding, it was mm-hmm. a fully formed thing that you came in with. But you know, for other stuff that you've worked on, or even you know, when it's time to come up with the pilot story for uh, Joe and Joe and Jane or or whatever. Well, you know that that's a that's a that's a tough question because it's. Um, you know, you don't want to fall into the trap of, like, coming up with, like, a, a, a super high-concept show that sounds great, but then sort of, like, oh, what do you do after you tell mm-hmm. the pilot story? But at the same time, that high-concept idea is so tantalizing and so cool. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of always a balance when, when we sort of are talking about an idea of, like, okay, is this something that we would want to do for years, and, and is it is it, it, is, is it a, a setup that can sort of sustain that? So mm-hmm. I think I'm always trying to, like think about that when we're talking about an idea like what what is it beyond the pilot episode yeah absolutely the other thing is i just think like the most important thing in tv and in probably a lot of things is just execution mm-hmm. you know you'd like just look at shows that you probably really like i mean uh new girl or cheers or any of these things are just like you know they're not like the most groundbreaking sounding right. ideas they're just good characters well written you know right. And relatable. Yeah. Although, you know, like so much of selling the show now mm-hmm. is having that sure. hook or yep. that. Uh, I, when, when Liz Merriweather was here, she mm-hmm. talked about like the um, uh, tricking a hook into it, basically. Oh. Like, because uh, Jess in The New Girl right. had this conceit of she's new to the world. Okay. Uh, and that was gone so quickly. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. But it was the way into the pilot, and it's kind of the hook that they hung the pitch on. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's tough because you can't come in and pitch and say, guys, it's going to be great characters and right. it's going to be really funny. And, and it's like, yeah, they, they, a, a big hook is something that they can sort of like sink their teeth into right. and they know they can market it and everything. Exactly. But at the same time, you then don't want to become a slave to like. But I do yeah. think even I think networks are savvy and they are, are they may like hooks, but I think they do really pay attention to. Are these good characters? Mm-hmm. Do I care about them? Um, the thing I, I thought it was good about New Girl too is uh, is like the having the main character. I think this is just sort of a, a way that sitcoms are a little more uh, sophisticated than they used to be. Is like they used to maybe have a show about the normal guy surrounded by mm-hmm. the funny, crazy right. people, the and, Bob Newhart model. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's the case anymore. Like like Zoe's character is so funny and right. flawed, and and that's what we're trying to do with JoJo and Jane. We want yeah. all three of those main characters to be, you know, as funny and flawed as a as a sidekick would be, you know? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's a great point, and it's... You're right, we are seeing more of that, mm-hmm. and there's there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need the, the normal guy in the middle of the thing. Yep. Right. We're all a little weird, and we yeah. get that. Yep. Yeah, uh, That's cool. Um, I haven't gotten to talk very much about uh, people who do have deals at a network or studio and what the pitching process is like for that. Do you just go in with, you know, three ideas and say, here's what we have, or are they more fully formed as pitches? How did it work for you guys? You know, sometimes, yeah, we'll we'll sort of sit down with them very, very early on in the process with just kind of like, if there was an idea that we've sort of like decided to run with, we can, you know, we, we can go in and do the fuller pitch. But sometimes we'll we'll just kind of sit down with them and go over a few notions to sort mm-hmm. of see as, as we talk it out with them if it feels sort of like like a like sometimes that's a good way of of seeing if an idea is good or not is is bringing in someone else into the conversation and and as mm-hmm. they sort of ask questions 
you know, we can sort of see what answers we come up with and see if that seems. Um, so, but I do it's think a that bit people, you know, respond to passion. If you're really into an idea, I think uh, that's attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, how how are you guys as pitchers? Getting better than like we used to be. Yeah. What did it used to be like? But I just think it's a it's its own thing that has very little to do with writing. Yeah. But which is you know obviously like, I think it's a you know it's a skill that is important to the studios and the networks. You know because mm-hmm. that's the only time they interact with you. They're not watching you write. You right. Know? Um, so uh, you know it's sort of a a performancey thing that uh, you get better at for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Better a... than we are at interviews. <laughs> <laughs> You're nailing this. You sold it in the room. <laughs> um, do you have tricks or tips that you've you've learned in pitching that you can share with our listeners? Ah, oh, that's a good question. What's your what? How much do you pitch when? I, you okay, my in? biggest trick. I just would be brief. You know, like mm-hmm. don't. It, they know within five minutes, probably two minutes, if they want to buy it. Yeah. You know, so you can feel that and. Uh, you know, just be brief. You know, get you know, talk about whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't overstay your welcome, and and mm-hmm. and I think uh, uh, you know, just tell them. You know, be be clear, and you know, uh, like I'm not being with this answer. Um, yeah, but you have a chart. Yes, we, um, we usually have something written up, like bullet, bullet pointy things, mm-hmm. but we don't we don't read. But some right, uh, yeah, some yeah. people definitely do read, and I always I think that's, that's so weird. I, I yeah. don't know, but yeah, it seems like we 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 often will type up a document that mm-hmm. almost could be read out and be mm-hmm. pitched, but we don't do that, and we don't we don't really rehearse. I think we feel kind of silly whenever we do, but 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 I think <laughs> but both of us sort of like are going over it you know we pour over the document over and over again and then and then you know i'll go read it a ton of times just so you're very familiar with it right and then we will there is sometimes a little bit of coordinating of like all right oh, yeah. you 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 know you lead the pitch and then i'll jump in with this character and this so there is a little bit of of yeah it's good to have two people also yeah, I think. that is nice yeah. absolutely um, and with with a comedy obviously it's much different from pitching some kind of high concept drama you know, you're pitching the characters, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the characters. Not so much the story. Um, yeah, you rarely yeah, you, get into the actual pilot story some unless people it's. Do. Yeah. Well, but yeah. But I mean, we, we usually don't unless it's like. You might give an example of what it might be, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't go into like, okay. Right. The beats of it. The, the beats of it. Yeah. Unless for some reason that's very important to right. the, the pitch, which it usually is not. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were going to jump in. No, I was saying, yeah, if it's like a premise, real premise pilot, Mm -hmm. then then obviously the story is going to be a a way by which you would sort of explain the character. Mm -hmm. But I feel we spend most of our time in pitches talking about character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And do you get asked about episodes? Yeah, usually we we say a couple, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, yeah, Yeah, one line episodes might, might look like. And you don't get asked about, like, what does this look like in five years? Well, it's funny. Sometimes you pitch something, and they'll be like, yeah, but what is season three? And you're like, great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's a good time. Bed, we have that problem. Uh, that's syndication. Yeah. We're doing great. We've done 50 episodes right. a year. <laughs> um, that's very interesting. Um, okay. So tell me about some of these other shows. We started talking about that. So you guys were on The Office uh, for, for how long? For just a season? Oh, we were just there oh, for the, a couple yeah. months. We like actually, half a season. We came oh, really? in, in the middle of the season. Um, um, and then we were there for two or, two or three months, and then a pilot we wrote for CBS got picked up, so okay. we had to leave to go produce that. 
not bad. So it was real. It was a real quick stay. Um, but, um, but we've worked on uh, one of our earlier shows. Uh, was we worked on like Son of the Beach when we were. Yes, really I was going to young. ask you about this. So you know this that was show? Howard Stern's show, yeah, right? Show. And you know, I got to admit, when I when we first got the job, I was a little snobbish. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and I had more fun on that than you know. Awesome. It was it was it was a great experience. It was a really small staff, and uh, the guys who created it were super funny, really nice guys, and. Uh, and we ended up, we wrote a ton of scripts, you know, That's so it great. was a great sort it was yeah. very early in our career. I was excited because I was a big Howard Stern fan, you mm-hmm. know. I was like, uh, and he would talk about the show all the time because he, you know, just shamelessly promote it. <laughs> uh, and like I was in my car, I was uh, driving around mm-hmm. and he would start talking about it. He's like, the season two scripts are coming in great. Tim, Jim, and Dave, those are the three EPs. <laughs> it was just us and Tim, Jim, and Dave. That's he, crazy. So he was like, Tim, Jim, and Dave, and these two other guys are doing a great job. <laughs> and I was like, I was like it, we have the same names. <laughs> You're committing one name to memory. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, remind me about that show, though. Uh, was it a syndicated show? Uh, no, it was on FX. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and you know, it was just a, it was a, a parody of Baywatch, right? Uh, and um, you know, it was just it was just fun. It was it, it was you know it was boob jokes. It was like we sat around all day. Your office was next to the beach, and uh, you know, you just come up with the craziest, silliest stuff. Yeah, Tim Stack was the star. Of it. Oh, sure. Uh, do you remember? Him? He was I do in, remember uh, him. He had his own. Uh, a uh, satirical talk show before that, uh, Nightstand, which was really funny. Yes. Yeah. Nightstand? Is that what it was called? I think it was called Nightstand. Time. Yeah. That's funny. Um, was this your first job after Dilbert? Um, or I guess first regular job? Oh, it, we worked no. on some we, other show on, like, some, okay. like, short-lived show on USA, right. uh, Manhattan AZ, AZ, that's called. right. I don't even know that. And, no. I, and I know TV. I think, like, only four that? or five episodes aired. Yeah, one week, statistically, zero women watched it. <laughs> I don't know what that meant or how that was possible, but it did wow. not bode well, well for the show. <laughs> and then we, uh, yeah, and then I we think worked on a bunch of after that. shows. Yeah. And, then, and then just shoot me and, uh, yeah. Um, so, but let me, let's talk about Son of the Beach for a Congrats, minute. Sure. Son of a Beach. Um, so it was a, an FX show, uh, and how many episodes were in a season? I think twelve or thirteen. Okay, so it was one of those yeah. like, short short cable runs. Sure. Yeah, um, it was a great experience, like learning experience, writing wise, because <laughs> like we said, we were the only people on staff other than yeah. the guys that created. So they, you know, uh, I think we wrote like we wrote six, six or seven scripts six or that season. That's awesome. yeah, yeah, so it was it was you know it, it was good, even though it you know the show is was silly and fun it was, but it was like still you had to break stories and really mm-hmm. think and, and it was a good uh way for us to it was like going to boot camp yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think i mean i think a lot of young writers underestimate how important an experience like that can be oh, i sure. mean even Absolutely. if it's not a show that you would seek out yes. to watch or to work on you know the experience yeah. can be fantastic oh, and absolutely. and oftentimes the room can be the best, even if you don't love the show. Yeah, no, I actually like the show. I'm not saying you didn't. Oh, and I, I had but, never. Yeah, I, for example. Uh, yes, yeah. No, I very much love the show. It's it's a it's a it's really funny. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Oh, like, like Joe said, it was like boot camp. It was we really. Uh, but you're right about. Um, we have worked on. Some shows, you know, that have just la- been on staff on shows, you know, that mm-hmm. didn't last very long or whatever. And, I mean, you know, if you're asking, talking about young writers, I'm like, you can only, you can always gain uh, something good by doing a good job, you know, like, yeah. and trying hard. Like, because those people will all end up at other shows, yep. you know, and yep. and Absolutely. will go on to do a lot of things. Absolutely. Um, 
Tell me about Breaking Story. I mean, it seems like doing these six or seven episodes on this show where you guys were the staff writers mm-hmm. um, and learning how to break story and break plot, like, that's such an important thing that people don't think about, especially in comedy. It, I mean, it, the, the thing about comedy is the stories have to be or basically you're baking a, a dramatic story. You're breaking a story yeah. that has to be compelling and that has to have conflict and has to have resolution. It's, it's, it's the same thing. You're not just like yeah. coming up with a bunch of jokes. It seems it's, a lot <laughs> harder than drama to me. I don't know. Because <laughs> you have to be funny too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Although the, the thing that I learned in drama is you get to keep your jokes. Yeah. You don't have to try to always beat the joke. Yeah. Uh, right. Where like something funny... It gets just it gets to be funny and it gets to go through. Well, that's true. Yeah, the thing actually, like some of the funniest moments, like are in dramas. Though I will say, like right? like Breaking Bad has yeah. such, oh, yeah. the fun, wire such funny has moments. Funny stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are some of the early comedy uh, influences on you guys? Oh boy, I love you know all the classics: Cheers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Taxi, um, Friends. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke show growing up was one of my favorite shows. Totally. Um, yeah. I love Seinfeld. I just... Seinfeld, absolutely. Was that like a, a watershed for you? I mean, you, you Seinfeld, were like the yeah, same age, sure, so you must sure. have been a teenager when it was on, right? And Yeah. Like, did it hit you as, this is something new and this is a voice that I understand? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I love. it. I remember it. having that reaction. Yeah. It, and also, it just seemed like... I was, like, the only uh, Jewish kid in my town, basically. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania. There was, like, 600 kids in my class. There were three of us, uh, my cousin Larry and this girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, like, kind of, to me, it was, like, oh, there's, like, four of us on TV. <laughs> That's hilarious. And everyone loves them. Some of the other stuff that you enjoyed growing up. And, and what was the stuff that you said or that you first recognized as having been written? You know that you attach to it. Well, it's, oh, someone wrote that, well, and know, that's something I could do. It's uh, that's a that's a funny question because, like, uh, you, like I said, I mentioned the Dick Van Dyke Show, which is about a TV writer. Yeah. But I don't even think re- watching that I realized that nope. that was a job that I could grow up and have someday. <laughs> um, I, I think you know, um, I, I also you know loved comedy movies, and I was a big fan of like Woody Allen and Mel Brooks, and uh, and so I think when I sort of got into later high school and college, I was reading a lot of autobiographies of, <laughs> of like Steve Martin, and all those guys started off writing for TV, and that sort of like gave me like, oh, okay, I guess that's like a, that's a thing, oh, and um, and so that was like the first sort of time I realized that like, oh, maybe I should, like I remember I, in, in freshman uh uh, English class. We were supposed to. We, it was just. It was an open-ended creative writing assignment, mm-hmm. and I wrote a Cheers episode. <laughs> it was like this is at like Colorado State University, and, and you know, in Fort Collins, Colorado. And the teacher was like, well, "I don't. No one's ever done this before. Yeah. I don't know what to do. It, it seems good." Um, but, so he was like, "I'm not even, right. <laughs> not familiar with the program." Uh, and it was. It was not good. It was terrible. It was. You know, I had well, no you idea to get what that I was out doing. of your system. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's so but, funny. Yeah. So that sort of. I think when I realized that, like, oh, you could. You, people write yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had you been writing before that? Um, I mean, writing anything? Um, not so much. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. So you didn't see yourself as a writer previous to this? I guess not. No, that's a good question. For some reason, as I'm as I'm sitting here now, I'm thinking like, was I because I feel like I was thought about being a writer at a young age but yeah i don't know that i was writing super regularly or anything of 
of but you like, went to like film school in college. Well, right? uh, not yeah. my freshman year. My oh, freshman okay. year, I yeah. was I had no idea what I wanted to do, uh, and uh, and I, I didn't know. So I didn't really, know that something you, clicked around. Though. Well, I also I didn't know you could study film in college. That <laughs> seemed like an yeah. insane idea. Like, uh, <laughs> but I was talking to a friend of mine who went to a different school, and I got off the phone. He's like, "Well, I have to I have to go." shoot my movie i'm like what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about he's like yeah i'm taking a film class i was like film cl- what what are you and and so I, I transferred and uh, was a film major oh neat. ultimately oh, that's funny uh and what about you joe were you were you writing as a youth did you see yourself as a writer or um, was it, did it come later i loved uh well i loved first of all like woody allen and steve martin and bill murray and uh and um as far as like movies go mm-hmm. but uh uh, yeah, I was a uh, I was really into uh, comic strips. Um, you know, yeah. like Bloom County and uh Farside and mm-hmm. and I wanted to sort of be a cartoonist in college. I did political cartoons for the okay. school paper and uh so I was really looking into doing that, but those there are not a lot of those jobs. There's no. like four of them, I think. Like <laughs> yeah. cuz all the papers all fired their uh yeah. th- that was like the first guy to go at every paper. Absolutely. And so there was like four syndicated guys that were there till they were like 90 and <laughs> And uh, so then my brother was out here as a TV writer okay. when I graduated. So, um, so it was a, a that feasible was an, thing. To well, it was, it, that showed me that that was even a thing right. people do. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, and then how did, you, how did you guys take early steps? I mean, how, even getting the assistant jobs or the PA jobs. Yeah, that was Dilbert. hard. Getting a, a, yeah. I moved out here and it took me six months. I was uh, to get the uh, assistant job as a PA on Dilbert. Yeah. Um, it's even harder now. Before then, I was temping, you know, at, at a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. I had this one job where I was, uh, for three days, I, I was stuffing envelopes at the, like, accounts receivable department at... Uh, Warner Brothers Records. It was just me and this other guy, right? So I'm yeah. out here trying to be a TV writer, right? And uh, we're just sitting there and we're talking, you know, we get to talking because we're just two guys stuffing envelopes. And uh, he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm out here. I want to be a TV writer. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I used to be a staff writer on Home Improvement. So <laughs> I thought once you're in, you're in, but yeah. he was, that's, that's not the crazy. case. Yeah. Oh no! And what were you doing? When did you move out here? Was it right after school? Uh, it was. It was pretty. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty much right after graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my first job was I think someone that I went to college with a uh, new uh, company that produced uh, like uh, award shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they needed an assistant. Okay, so um, you kind of got in the assistant. I was circle. sort of there, but um, but it wasn't the the world. It was very you know very much separated from sitcoms and sure. whatnot. So um, ultimately, uh, someone that I met out here uh his father was a uh was a entertainment lawyer and he got me a job as a pa on caroline in the city and that was my that was like my first sort of like in this world job that's funny yeah man uh well congratulations you've come quite far thank you i hope you don't have to go back to stuff (laughs) um before we end what are you guys watching on tv now what's getting you excited what can you not wait to talk to each other or your uh significant others about i can't wait uh for game of thrones to come out and i'm so excited um yeah i have not seen game of thrones yet you're fine but uh we had a big run we have a runner in the pilot where uh the wiseman character wants to watch uh, Game of Thrones. He's, like, behind on it, and people keep spoiling things for him. <laughs> and so, But now I can't watch it because we spoiled uh, a, big a big season, season one, one spoiler. Yeah. yeah, which I won't spoil for any more people. You know what? It, it was spoiled for me. It's still, it's still it's, fine. It's still a great it's still, show. Okay. It's still a great show. It's a good show. It, it robs you, of, it robs you of a, an incredible moment <laughs> in, in True. season one. I can but, see but we're being surprised. The show is still amazing. I can't wait for Breaking Bad to come Breaking out. Breaking Bad, right? I also love yeah. Breaking Bad. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Breaking what, Bad. Do you guys watch comedies? Oh, yeah. 
A little bit. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that, this is always the thing. Yeah. Like, comedy writers tend to watch I mean, I think Modern Family is really good. Um, I was watching I, 30 Rock. You know, yeah, just 30 Rock is great. Uh, I think I've been watching Veep. I think it's funny. Uh, I, I think I watched the beginning of Veep, the first few episodes, but I heard it by the end of the season. Yeah, I think it, kind it, of it picked up steam, voice. yeah. Um, what else? I mean, lately, I've been watching just, like, I keep talking about Seinfeld, but, like, when because we're writing the pilot, I, like, I don't, I won't watch any show that mm-hmm. I think is, like, I won't put on, like, if Family Matters comes on or something, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I, I have to turn off, like, because I want, I want, like, good rhythms and good jokes soaking in, you know? Yeah. Just, like, uh, so I try to watch, like, things that I really like and while I'm writing a script. Yeah, things that you really like, but that are not necessarily related to the script you're working on. Yeah, yeah, just like good writing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's 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 actually really good advice. I mean, I feel like every time we sit down to write a script, I'll put on Deadwood, uh-huh. just to, oh, sure. just yeah, to sure. soak it in. Yeah, for a yeah little Deadwood's while. great. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's our advice. Watch Deadwood, you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. Good luck with the pilot. I'm okay, I'm really you. excited for it. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having it's us. It's a great script. Now leaving Nerdist.com.